0: Good morning, afternoon, or evening. Please delete as appropriate. Hello, you have found yourself listening to Material Podcast, Episode 151. And I am one of your regular hosts, Andy Anotko.
1: And I am the other regular host, Florence Sion. And hey, we could be a college alcohol. Episode 151, Material One with 151, you know, because the Bacardi 151 or something. My I'm good, sorry that, I it, brought that in here. That's a, actually, <laughs> I'm sorry actually, I brought my millennialism in here. <laughs>
0: I, I know that. I was about to say, it's one of those, the, that's, I don't know whether that's a brand of alcohol that became popular on colleges after I made my way through the system, or whether- Honestly, it's, I don't it's know new, either. I've just heard it in party music. Drug. Okay. <laughs> exactly. That's, I don't know. That's exactly I just it. heard it on the radio. <laughs> it's like, oh my God, I I, I I just I just had a long talk with somebody at the supermarket about where I could find compact fluorescent light bulbs. I didn't know that was slang for horse tranquilizer and gin. <laughs> Damn it! What what was that clerk thinking of me? She she looked like she might have been young enough to yeah. Like, I I hate to think that I know I'm going to have to like if not now that now that we're we're angling towards having augmented reality goggles, I want my conversational pre buffer. I, I want to have like a Darth Vader mask sort of mm-hmm. thing, but more more you know, accessible. But the thing is, I'm speaking into a microphone. All that stuff goes through like UrbanDictionary.com and you realize that, ooh, you realize that, quote, packing tape – uh, you're in Home Depot, so it's probably OK. But it also means a certain thing that three people would do together in a state. Oh, no, but, but that, that's fine. That's fine. And it would simply like as it goes. Uh, so bef- I have the ability to sort of like undo things I say before it actually comes out the speaker in the middle of the forehead of the mask.
1: You're making me think about what would happen if that if Urban Dictionary were like fed in through the Google Assistant. <laughs> and like how terrible just of the entire like all everything that the assistant says just makes no sense it's just slang term after slang term uh (laughs) names of people that you don't know because apparently people like to make entries in an urban dictionary for like their friends to try and like slang (laughs) their friends which honestly i think is like uh it's like a dedication tower or something like that that's the ultimate mark of friendship
0: the 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 internet is high school only on like an exothermic level. It's very it's true. Like it warms up the entire planet. <laughs> have you been on Twitter yet?
1: Yes. But i ching.
0: <laughs> well, I'm glad. I'm glad to hear that uh, you you don't sound congested. Uh, no. I can see I can see your Skype feed. You don't seem like red watery eyes. You don't have so you managed to get through Google I/O without acquiring any sort of catar or imbalance to your bodily humors.
1: Oh, I'm really tired. I've been like, I've just been dragging since <laughs> since Tuesday because uh, I was like nonstop podcasting last week, which was great because I basically got to work out all of my thoughts about Google I/O and everybody else's show and on our <laughs> shows, which was great. <laughs> It was great to be able to do that. But uh, all that talking, all that thinking, and then I did a little bit of writing. But just like all of that really wore me down. Um, I kind of felt like Google overload. And then actually, like I think I mentioned this last week, but coming home felt like it it, it kind of felt a little overwhelming just to talk to the assistant. (laughs) Because it's like I just came from this world where I was just surrounded by this idea and like what the world is going to be like with you in it. And oh, that's right! I just walked in through my doors, and I'm exactly in the test video. <laughs> it's, you know, a marketing video. So, it's, so
0: it feels like you 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 came from like the mothership, where the yes. where the alien implants are actually being yes. manufactured. When you are also already yes. implanted. In the cornfield like six or eight months ago. Yes. yes.
1: But I mean, I'm not like complaining because yesterday cat sitter came over to pick up her check. Uh, she had to watch the cat last week and, you know, my Google assistant let me know she was out the door because <laughs> without her consent, I filed away her face to a database somewhere. <laughs> and so now it knows when she's out the door. Oh, man. I hope she doesn't listen to this podcast. That, that's a... <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's great news for people like with social anxieties of some form. I know, I it's know. like I like all I wanted to do was like leave my house and like go like pick up the sub I ordered ten minutes ago. I didn't realize I should shave to make sure that like my neighbor's nest cam or uh, or, or doorbell cam sees. Ooh, note it's Tuesday, it's Wednesday, and app and Adam Andy hasn't shaved yet. Ooh, he must be either working or he slept really late, which maybe meant maybe he was up late like wow. binge watching that's something. Cross reference to Amazon, find out when he was binge watching yeah
1: yep that's gonna happen pretty soon <laughs> assistance with context
0: yeah i mean google had a bad a bad week we we talked last uh, a little bit i mean we talked last week about how they kind of they kind of screwed up uh the uh, the demo of uh of google duplex because they could have done it in such a way that understands that a lot of people are really really scared as hell about AI in general and Google specifically and they're so I'm almost I almost can't breathe under the weight of all of these all these duplex think pieces that have flooded out Oh
1: my gosh uh it's really good that you bring that up because I have to say I feel like uh, we were actually talking a little bit about this on All and Android yesterday um, because we finally got to talk about it with our co-host Ron and kind of like at his side of it. And he said that like it just felt like there weren't a lot of think pieces coming about Google I.O. There wasn't a lot of uh, talk about Google I.O. and what it's going to mean f- uh, for being – People who love technology, right? Like there was no sort of mainstream appeal about any of the the features that were announced. The mainstream appeal lied in the fact that everybody uh, was freaked out by the Google Duplex example. (laughs) I mean, that was what everybody had in common about the Keynote.
0: That, that surprised the heck out of me because uh, most people who are okay I know that I'm generalizing but I'm gonna I'm gonna use myself as representational of let's say 94 percent of right. the people who are interested in this technology the ability to like avoid these little chit-chatty things with people that you never will speak to again. But nonetheless, if you – I could tell – I could give you a graph of every single time that uh, that I expected a clerk to end the conversation by saying, have a nice day. And so I just wasn't listening. I said, you too. And she said, yes. oh, well, thanks for shopping here. I, I, again, I remember that stuff. That stuff comes back to me at 1.30 a.m. alternate Tuesdays because, oh, damn it. Then, yeah, okay, 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 I, I got to learn how to cut my own hair now because I just can't, I can't go back there now. And the ability to simply say, "Hello, Magic Voice, do whatever you have to do to to get me back a set of coordinates that I show up at to get a haircut." And then they get they you know they get my money, I get my haircut. Everybody should be happy, but no, apparently this is this is this is the the start of the rise of the machines. A simple way to make a haircut appointment.
1: Well. So I uh, I have something that's really really been bothering me. <laughs> this is <has been> a <laughs> bit of a segue over from the Google Duplex discussion, but the reason I want to segue over to it is because I you know if you can't if you can't fix Wi Fi, how is any of this stuff <laughs> going to work in the real world? Right? I mean,
0: it, you're right. It, it, it is the dirty bathroom at the restaurant that makes you think. If they can't figure out how to clean a surface that is designed to be easy to clean. How can I trust them with the safety of my food? Yes. Good point.
1: Oh, yeah. That is a good point. Uh, that's also a good point. Uh, so, honestly, I'm just kind of hijacking the conversation because I need to complain. I don't know if you've seen on Twitter my mention of how my Pixel 2 is not connecting to Wi-Fi at my house at all.
0: I thought that – so that's not part of the new mindfulness feature about making no. helping you to disconnect? No, 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 no. I thought you were on a beta list.
1: No, but that's a really good callback, Andy. I I love that. Uh,
0: I'll shut up and let you
1: talk. (laughs) No, it was great. (laughs) Um, I was like thoroughly impressed, actually. That was awesome. It was really smooth. Um, (laughs) Kudos. But no, and I I don't know what's been going on, but since I got back from Google I.O., my Pixel 2, my primary phone has not been able to connect to the Wi-Fi network at my house. Like It'll connect for a couple minutes, and then it'll completely drop off and say that there's no internet. Um, so I'm complaining about it because I need help. And if anybody out there has had this problem and has tried, like fixed it, I've tried everything. I've tried prioritizing the DHCP and the DNS i have tried like changing the IP address. I tried resetting everything and restarting everything. I've tried everything short of factory resetting, which I'm not going to do. I'm not doing, (laughs) uh, and upgrading to Android P because I was thinking, oh, well maybe that would like fix something, but I don't want to do that. And I really do need to do that so that I can start preparing for what's coming. Google Duplex, just to remind you all out there of what we were talking <laughs> about earlier. Um, and I can't do that until I get back on the Wi Fi. So for now, I'm like, I, I can't do anything. Nothing loads. And I live in a poor service area.
0: In <sighs> in again, close enough to Google that you could actually drive up there and shake your fist. That's 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 I not could. right.
1: It's very true. Oh, I did um, I did get into – I'm in, currently embroiled in a long-standing message with customer service, which like their headline is, uh, make Google do it. So Google is now <laughs> trying to solve my problem <laughs> um, through a DM. Somebody is helping me somewhere in customer service land. But it's just – it's been kind of frustrating because it's just like everything that is being suggested I've already tried. And like I can't load Instagram stories. I – I'm being left out of the world right now because I can't load anything with the slow LT that I have here. So I just need to put that out there because I'm really frustrated.
0: See, that's that stinks because you're, you're you should call Ajit Pai, you know, the FCC commissioner, because he's, oh yeah, he's he, listening his, to me. his mandate is to help people like you who are on the wrong side of the digital divide. Underserved communities like, again, the San Francisco Bay Area that he's so he was so concerned about people like you that he shut down. Uh, he shut down net neutrality for it. So I'm sure that if you call him, he he will at least like call you back and say, did you try turning the what the router off and then on again? I think he's just that kind of guy. He's that hands-on. He would
1: call, and then uh, he would, you know, say that in a British accent to really like hode it in. That he watches IT Crowd because he really wants to just be on my level. Which you're not on my level, man. You're not on my level. But anyway, <laughs> um, I think Russell had this problem now that I recall with his Pixel. I think yeah, poke him about it.
0: It's a, it's a little bit late in the in the release cycle for problems to start to be popping up. I would be I would feel very minus if. I suddenly had that problem. Uh, actually, coincidentally, there, uh, supposedly, uh, there's going to be a new feature for uh, Google Wi-Fi users that uh, it's going to have – the Google the Google Wi-Fi app on your phone is going to have the ability to check the internet health of all the devices that are connected. I don't know if it can – hopefully, if what it really should be able to do is not just tell you how fast or slow it is, but say, I can see it, but it, it, should, it should do like what we – usually have to do for the first like 10 seconds of any Skype call. Okay, I, I'm getting a picture. I can't hear you. Yeah. Uh, I can, I, okay, you can chat, but you can't get a mic. Yeah, just the ability to say, do you see this phone at all? Can you get any sort of a ping back so I can at least figure out what the network is seeing on the network side of things?
1: I'm actually glad that you brought that up because throughout this, throughout the last couple of days as I've been trying to troubleshoot and figure out what's going on, uh, with my house's internet, the thing is, it's not my house. It's just me. It's just my little phone. <laughs> Everything else is fine. Like all the thirty plus, I I know that's a ridiculous number, but just <laughs> like, just forgive me. I- this is what I do for a living. My house is a lab. I have a lot of devices on the network. I have I have over 40 devices on the network right now that are active. Um, But the Google Wi-Fi is supposed to be able to handle it. That's what all this mesh networking is supposed to do. The app is supposed to make it really easy to kind of like troubleshoot and figure this stuff out on your own. But quite honestly, it's still not. Um, Networking is a scary thing for me. Uh, Anything with a lot of numbers... (laughs) scary thing for me as you could see math was not a favorite subject of mine in school um you know i had a tutor walk me through it for most of high school which i will always thank him i invited him to my wedding even because that's how important it was (laughs) no that's how important it was for me for him to be there because numbers scare me so much um and i don't want to screw anything up but if i go into the settings and i start playing around like it's possible i could make it worse uh and I'm I'm also just kind of relaying this because I'm noticing that uh, the Google way to troubleshoot is to kind of put you down the path to figure out your to figure it out yourself first before you escalate it and take it to customer service, which I appreciate. Like all that stuff was really easy to follow along, but not, none of it fixed my problems.
0: But but you did get through to Google customer service.
1: Yeah, on Twitter DM. Although oh, really? I'm sure my verified status helps that a little bit. Yeah.
0: That's that's something that surprised me. One one of the not not to keep make this entire act all about uh, Google Duplex, but when I was t- I was tweeting out about it as part deal. of the live stream. Yeah, but yeah, it is it is everything. It, given that it will be controlling our it can lives, it every well conversation make our lives about it. Yes, but it's going to interject <laughs> itself into every conversation that we have. Uh, but I, I was surprised that some uh, – one of the really popular responses to like my tweet when I relayed the stuff from, uh, from I.O. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, live while I was watching the stream is that, you know, it's kind of weird to me. It, it's kind of ironic to me that uh, G- G- Google wants its devices to call people and yet you can't – we can't call Google and i n- made a note to check into that because my ex- my experience uh, my own personal experience has been like if i have a problem with p- piece of google software or service i go to the support page and somewhere in like the margin there's a button i can click and within seconds i'm talk i'm doing live chat with if not a human being, at least, at least they cared enough to program a robot to really, really convince me it's a human being and solve the problem and do it in a really conversational way. I've only had to do that two or three times, but every time, like after, okay, after I realized that perhaps just yelling at an inanimate screen was not going to solve the problem faster than looking for help on how to fix the problem. But yeah, the few times I've had to use that, Again, I didn't have to wait for a day, just uh, maybe 30 seconds. And then either I got a definitive solution to the problem or a definitive, yeah, you're not going to be able to fix that. But thank you for the feedback.
1: Well, it's possible I might not be able to fix this. I don't know. Whatever I was looking up on the internet said that this has been a longstanding problem for a while. Um, but, you know, it's good. Also good you bring up Google Duplex because I think in the future, this is how this is, this is what's going to be used as technology to call people and help them through stuff like this.
0: <laughs> I wouldn't see, that. I, I wouldn't mind that either, As, especially if it's it's a hi, Well, I'm good. well. Uh, or you use you this to assistant
1: re- to call you. Sorry, or you use this assistant to call the support people for you. So then you just don't have to deal with it at all. <laughs> you <laughs> or, put somebody or, there for you.
0: Or, or better yet, it can use like a special like internal Google version of Google Translate. So you mm. see, so like you, you're talking to like, the assistant and saying, I don't know. There's like an orange blinky light. And I tried, like, moving it away from the, the radiator, which is something that I read. And then I put, like, the, the Wi-Fi inside rice. I don't know why, but someone on, on Reddit told me that that would make it work. And then, like, assistant translate that into, the user doesn't know much about networking. However, there was a blinking orange light, which, if he was accurate, meant that it's powered up but cannot get na- access to the name server.
1: Um, that would make a hilarious tech comedy skit. Uh I just have to say it's just like really just really bad tech calls, <laughs> but I mean I, yeah <laughs> anyway, I'm just sort of yeah
0: well that. good but I, I, before we go to the commercial though um we should probably we should probably move on uh but I did uh, come across something that uh, if you're listening to this before May 20th, and I don't know how you would how this would apply to you, but if somehow you have not been offered a free Google home mini. <laughs> in the next six months don't worry there is another new opportunity Uh, if you go on ebay and spend 150 bucks or more and this is not by using buy it now just add things to your cart if it adds up to more than 150 bucks you can get a free google home mini from ebay in the color of your choice so long as it is uh black or (laughs) uh, gray or white you just go to the 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 the, the top eBay homepage will have like, you know, that that, you have that sliding ad on the top. One of the sliding ads is like buttons for, hey, get claim your free Google Wi-Fi. It will just add one of these two to the, to the the uh, to the checkout. And then when you check out, you just type in P-free mini. I should spell that because text-to-speech is going to make it sound really disgusting. The letter P, the word free, and then the word mini, all in one word, apparently all, all caps. I bet lowercase will work as well, and you get a free Google Home Mini. I think that now they're, now they're, their plan is not to get one in every house, but to realize there's got to be a room in the house that does not already have at least a Mini in it. This irks us, and we must fix this.
1: About that, uh, I did receive a Mini for attending Google I.O., which was, <laughs> which was very nice. Um, I appreciate it. Uh, I did give it to my husband, and he installed it in his little office his little office room at the other side of the house. Um, so last night I was talking to him about like turning our little guest room into like my little yoga shala or whatever, like someplace I can go and like meditate and I was going to put the JBL. I have a JBL assistant speaker in there and that's when he realized that we absolutely have an assistant in every single part of the house. <laughs> and by the way, I live in a townhouse, so it's not really that big. <laughs> So now whenever I ask what the weather is like, somebody else hears me and I get at <laughs> least two answers at the same time all the time. So
0: that that still is a problem. I had the same sort of problem tonight where this was it was a Wednesday and this was like a full-on office day and it was one of those days where I have to take advantage of the fact that I can make a phone call and some nice people just three do- three doors down from me will make me a hot, fresh sandwich, and I can be there and pick it up. And, and I decided to be, again, Mr. Fancy Pants and use the assistant to make the call. However, I was within earshot. So I had my phone in front of me. Uh-huh. I was about to look up the number. And so the, my Google Home Max, as the phone is ringing, says, hmm, you haven't set up for, you haven't set up me for, 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 for phone calling yet. Here's how we can do that. Say, please stop talking before the guy from the sandwich shop. He's, he, he's not, the, he's not the soup Nazi by any means, but it's, he's efficient. I know that the, if, uh, he's gonna, I'm gonna talk with as few syllables as possible, large meatball sub with provolone. And then he'll say 20 minutes. Then bye. Not even goodbye but bye. Yep. And so if I have to say excuse me hang on for a sec I can't hear you because my speaker is trying to help me call you. He's he's going to be very very upset. I don't want him I don't want the person I rely on to make me hot fresh sandwiches when I'm alone and afraid to I want I don't I want to be I want to be on his good side.
1: Sounds like you need Google Duplex.
0: Indeed, I, I'm sure he'd appreciate it too. If if it just if,
1: no, it would it, be going hot. Um, uh, to try and sound so human, it would take forever because it would just keep trying to sound human <laughs> by stumbling over its speech.
0: Hello, um, um I'm, ma- I'm placing a dinner order on behalf of Andy Anaco. Um, like, <laughs> I would like a meatball sandwich, <laughs> and then wait for um provolone. <laughs> Yeah, that's we're not we're not good at when we teach these 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 jerks to be gruff these assistants to just understand that you know coffee hot tea oh gray hot that's that's when we know we'll reach peak assistance
1: all right I think it's time to jump into an ad This episode is brought to you by Linode. With Linode, you'll have access to a suite of powerful hosting options with prices starting at $5 a month. And you'll be up and running with your own virtual server in the Linode cloud in under a minute. Linode offers industry-leading performance with native SSD storage, a 40 gigabit network, and Intel E5 processors. They now have 10 data centers spread across the world, meaning you can serve your customers even quicker than before. They have an API that allows you to easily automate tasks or develop custom applications in the cloud. And everything is manageable via the command line. All of Linode's pricing tiers feature hourly billing with a monthly cap on all plans and add-on services like backups and node balancers. Linode has fantastic pricing options available. Their plans start at one gig of RAM for only $5 a month, and they offer high memory plans starting with 16GB of RAM. As a listener of this show... If you sign up at linode.com slash material, you'll not only be supporting us, but you'll also get $20 towards any Linode plan. On the one gigabyte of RAM plan, that's four free months. And with the seven day money back guarantee, there's nothing to lose. So go to linode.com slash material to learn more, sign up and take advantage of that $20 credit or use the promo code material 2018. That's the name of this podcast. Plus the year that we're in material 18 material 2018. Material twenty eighteen at checkout. Thank you so much, to Linode, for supporting this show, and for supporting the Real FM Network.
0: So I, I, I'm a little bit con- I I think I kind of know what Google One is after having ex having had it explained to me that it's not replacing Google Drive. Although the first conversations I had with people about it made me think it they were uh, Google was replacing Google Drive with Google One. Did did you get email?
1: Yeah, I didn't really read. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Worst. Uh, yeah, I didn't really read it just because I'm like, eh, something's going on. I'll figure it out later. <laughs> because the thing is, stuff is always changing with the Google Drive that I'm just, I'm always right. getting emails about it. And I'm very used to that pattern of being a Google Drive user. I pay for it. So I'm always getting emails about it. And I'm just like, whatever, you guys figure it out. I'll just be over here doing my work.
0: <laughs> I, I, I feel like one day Expedia will send me an email saying, "Hi, you know we've we've booked you, you uh, two months ago. You booked a flight uh, to uh, to to Cleveland, and you do realize that the that the Messerschmitt PL forty four plane has been recalled because the plane, the engines do fall off along and they pull the wings down with them. And uh, just click this button, and we'll cancel that and we'll schedule you on another flight on a safer airplane. I would never see that because I am used to it being." Oh, wow. 5% off if I decide to go to Alberta, Canada, exactly between the next seven and 19 days. Okay. And yet thank the you worst
1: return policy. <clears throat> Expedia. <laughs> but anyway.
0: anyway, so yeah. So Google Google One, it's, it's apparently a new pricing plans, <laughs> sort of like commercial, interf- I guess, new pricing interface for Google Drive. Uh, the good news for me was that I was already subscribing to the one terabyte for 10 bucks a month plan. Uh, they've done away with the one terabyte plan. Now you get two terabytes at the same price. And if you're already subscribing, they will upgrade you for free. Uh, the, the free plan you get is f- still 15 gigabytes, but now 299 a month will get you 200 gigs, uh, which is, again, more. More is more. That's what I always like to say, especially, again, when ordering the aforementioned submarine sandwiches. Uh, now, the plan that you get is shareable if you on the family plan with up to five family members. So you do get shared storage space. Uh, if you're getting lots if – you, if you're buying huge amounts of space, well, too bad. You're not getting more storage or <laughs> a better deal. But that's okay. <laughs> uh, but you, you're you also getting access to live chat support, which is formally something you would only get if you were paying for the business plan. So I don't know why they're – I I imagine they're calling it Google One because they plan to make it something along the lines of Amazon Prime, where you're giving, oh. you're paying us a certain amount a month. And this is just a guess, but they're, they're you're you're giving us a certain amount a month for which we are giving you a certain amount of services. So by saying – by not calling the plan that you're subscribing to Google Drive anymore, it could mean that, oh, and for an extra $3, you can get access to, I don't know, YouTube Red. For an extra $8, you get access to like HBO but only during Game of Thrones. I have no idea. Oh,
1: micro transactions or whatever they're (laughs) called so many of these yeah
0: it's just the way of making sure we don't remember what we're paying for every month until we wonder why is it every month there's like eight hundred dollars less in my checking account than i think there is yeah you just go to
1: the where did all my money go that's right because i had like
0: forty dollars on patreon and you're subscribing to like two music services and plus yeah so but hey i get i get extra terabyte which is nice
1: You know what, though? I have to say like as a person who runs her own business, Hair Flip, um, I love (laughs) saying that because it's very empowering, quite frankly. Um, It's nice to have like these little deals where you can kind of buy like little businessy things for, you know, just a little bit per month. It's really not that bad. It's like drop. It's like a it's like a Dropbox competition, but not entirely because it's not comparing apples to apples.
0: And who and who to thunk it when you have tech companies that are competing for services, you actually get competitive pricing that sh- tends who to increase it? services. Yeah, it it, it really yeah, these things really make me feel stupid because at least. Google is doing the right thing by saying – that if this were my phone company, my mobile uh, broadband company, they would be saying – they would change the plan to give people a better deal, saying, oh, no, you can't get the one terabyte for 10 bucks a month for – but if I were already on the one terabyte plan, they wouldn't just automatically upgrade me. And I found this out – again, I'm not, not necessarily blaming the phone company. I'm blaming myself. Uh, it's a reminder that every year or so you really need to go to your cable company site. You have to go to your phone company site to see what packages are available. Um, I was uh, I, I just been having a horrible like past few months with overages on my mobile broadband and on the my existing plan, which I changed uh, three years ago, four years ago maybe even five years ago, uh, it's an ample amount of included ben, included gigabytes, but every gigabyte I go over is 15 bucks. And so most the included amount of bandwidth is usually is fine unless I'm doing a lot of traveling, in which case, boy, do I get hit with those. And I, you know, that, that's, that's the kind of a savvy consumer I am. I only have to spend an extra 30 or $40 a month for three months before I decide that perhaps there's a way that I could like not have to do that anymore. So <laughs> finally go back to the website and find a, Damn it. I could for the for not just <laughs> not only could I switch over to a plan that gives me uh, unlimited unlimited broadband, which means that if I go over, it's just you know, they, they could cap it, uh, excuse me, they, they could you know reduce the speed, but that's fine. I'll still get access to the internet. I'll just have you know remind myself that oh, the, your punishment for having streamed that Netflix on Amtrak is that now you, you can't now you have to turn pictures off when you're uh, when you're browsing Instagram or whatever. I don't know. Uh, not only that, but it's also like 20 dollars a month cheaper so i'm getting more for less money and again the the the, the company was nice enough to tell me via the site oh we don't offer your plan anymore but here are alternative plans like what well why don't you just give me the new better plan And so, yeah, so I, again, I blame myself. I've spent, I've been spending a lot of money over the past year or two that I needn't have spent. And that's just a cautionary tale. Whenever you are, if you're dealing, if you're, if you're uh, paying for a monthly service from bastards, make sure you check with the bastards to make sure that they're not withholding a better plan from you. Google apparently fully prosecuting their theme of we're not bastards we're uh, are, are, are willing to upgrade me to the better plan for no extra money and without ha- having to ask for it. So at least there's that. That's, so that's why Google One does get my vote of confidence so far.
1: And this is why, by the way, I pay for both Google Drive storage, whatever, Google One storage, and Dropbox storage. They're like the two – they've become the two – the two, two, the two twos that you need, the two things that you need. I don't know what word I'm trying to think of your your work companions. I don't mm. know. I don't even store stuff on a regular hard drive anymore. Why do I have all this SSD space? I don't need it. All my
0: stuffs in the cloud. Anyway, yeah, I I was. I didn't. I didn't read read past the headline. But someone was. uh, Some news site today was rhetorically asking, "Why would if you would be? Why would anybody spend?" Or asking you if you would spend fifteen hundred dollars for a phone with one terabyte of storage, which apparently some maker is trying out. And I, I actually had to lean back in my chair and think about how the hell would I use a terabyte of storage in a phone.
1: Oh, were you? No idea. Sorry, were you reading about HTC? Maybe. Oh, that might have, that might have been it. Yeah. Well, I they're going to apparently going to do cryptocurrency or whatever it's called, <laughs> uh, blockchain.
0: So, so it's not it's not enough that you lose your fifteen hundred dollar phone. You also have to lose your retirement plan and your child's college funds <laughs> along with it. Okay, that's yes.
1: fine. yes. Uh, <laughs> you. Nobody needs a one terabyte phone. I don't... Well, I mean, maybe that's not true. I think a lot of people out there, maybe a good chunk of people, a significant chunk of people would like something where they could physically store media. I think that that's something that I feel is, is I'm hearing a lot of from people like, where can I, how can I physically store media? Like the reason everybody was, you know, kind of up in arms about changes to Google play music because, Oh, well what's going to happen to all those locally stored files that I uploaded, you know? I don't know. (laughs) Who knows? Yeah.
0: Okay. That's, that's fine. I mean, I, I I think that my, I've kind of uh, gotten a little bit uh, pampered with the 128 gigs I've got in my, the The phone that i got that in my mm-hmm. uh my pixel one uh and so unfortunately that might mean that when the pixel three comes out and i'm really i've had such a good experience with the pixel one yeah. i'm kind of i'm not pretty i haven't put the money aside but I've made like hurricane disaster plans like what happens if I have to spend a thousand dollars on a new phone in October? so it's i'm i'll be ready for it so I'll, I'll i'll have i'll have like my you know my my living expenses prepaid throughout that month so i will not be dipping into you know money that belongs to whoever owns my home uh but yeah uh, so i i but i can't figure out how i would use more than 128 gigs unless the the phone made it a lot easier like if I if I were to plug it in via USB three, it turns into an SSD without my having to launch anything, without having to do any sort of like uh, file transfer. Um, does that uh, now? Now I'm actually second guessing myself because I normally use Mac. With Mac, you can't mount it on the on the desktop because you have to use the app. But on Windows, does it appear as a, as storage? The Google Drive. No, I'm sorry. If if I if I have a if I have a phone connected via USB and it supports mass storage. Does it appear on like the Windows desktop as yes. A sto- okay? Yes. Okay. And if it if if it could yeah, I don't know if if it could be as fast as a regular like Samsung uh, USB three SSD I don't know maybe but even so I'd kind of rather have an external an external device a separate external device that again I won't leave on a train somewhere although if I spent fifteen hundred dollars on a phone I probably would program myself to you know touch a live electrical wire before i would leave a 1500 device on a train
1: i just i'm just sort of amazed by the way my computing has changed just over the course of the last five years um and i just feel like whenever there's a little update to google drive in this sort of sense like i'm really reminded that uh i a lot of the way i work is not It's not typical to the way I worked five years. I work a lot in the cloud. I work – I usually have a membership somewhere where I have to log in before I can get started working, (laughs) you know, that sort of thing. Um, And I was also just clicking around my my little taskbar here on Windows, on my Windows machine, and just looking at all these cloud services I have plugged in, (laughs) (laughs) including OneDrive, Dropbox, and Google Drive, which I have – which always uploads my desktop to Google Photos. (laughs)
0: <laughs> your uh, uh, desktop screenshots things that files just that you've everything
1: yeah i'm kind of, i'm a messy messy person um on the computer so it's very uh i just have stuff all over the desktop
0: oh, oh <laughs> i'm, I'm awful. sorry did, I'm did,
1: awful.
0: <laughs> did you say google photos or google drive i thought you said upload your desktop to google photos
1: Yes, you can do it through. So there's like a little app that you can get for Windows and you can choose like what uploads to Google Drive and what uploads to Google Photos. Oh, okay. So I have it to upload to Google Drive, but because Google Photos is connected to that, any photos oh, okay. that are uploaded goes into Google Photos. Yeah. So I know, but I've set up all these little automation things between like the desktop and the cloud so that I always have stuff synced no matter what. <laughs>
0: Just- is that see again google exists at that exact tilting point between useful and creepy because imagine that you had like an actual like human personal assistant who <laughs> who's like like uh, like Jim uh, yeah thank thank God you answered the phone okay I'm at the conference I, my keynote is in thirty minutes but I left a really important file like on the desk now I'm, I'm going to describe where it is to you I need you to like, sir uh, before you left I did I know I don't have keys to your office but I let myself in and I know yeah. I don't have the password to your laptop but I took the file thinking that you might. Uh, Accidentally leave it behind and put it on your computer so that you would have it, whether you whether you remember it or not. I would be a mixture of relieved and thankful. And what what the hell were you doing in my office? And why do you have the password to my laptop? Thank you. Good. Okay. Th- uh, t- take take fifty dollars out of petty cash and go to El Torito or something. Get yourself to lunch. But still, El
1: Torito. We're gonna come have on. A talk. We're,
0: we're gonna have stuff, stuff to talk about. Uh.
1: Yeah. Well. You know. I consented.
0: I no, said that's this all true. of
1: myself. <laughs> <laughs> And I always have every photo I've ever taken with the DSLR or whatever I have nearby, just in case an editor needs me and I'm not home.
0: (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) It's just
1: thinking. It's It's thinking there. It's good thinking. uh,
0: I, I again, I'm uh, I, again. I'm I'm older than you. I'm older than many of the listeners. Younger than some of them as well. But I remember when I when I left when I would leave the house for a trip, I would have so many more resp- responsibilities. So there's so much more I could more and profoundly and deeply I could screw up my life for the three or four days I was going to be in San Francisco back in like 2002 by forgetting a cable or forgetting a drive or not backing something up. Now, as I've proven, unfortunately, by imperial empirical experience, I can dump 10 ounces of Diet Dr. Pepper into my one laptop the more, early in the morning before I'm supposed to give a keynote and all I got to do is come up with a new new MacBook, and all my data will be restored magically from Dropbox. Be- only That's right with, without happened. without my pre planning anything. <laughs> it's like how badly do I have to screw up before I'm re- before it's a problem that I'm actually responsible for that I can't fix?
1: But this is why this tech is made is to convince us that because we mess up so much in life, which we do, yeah, because okay, we're all human. All right, nobody is better than anybody else. Else. Okay. Uh, you know, this is why they built these things so that we go, oh, that's right. Google saved my butt today.
0: <laughs> it, we're we're all like – our relationship with technology is like when we're teenagers and we're yelling at our parents mm-hmm. and saying, you know, it's <laughs> – like they they just hauled your ass out of like danger, like because you're about to like you and you're 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 mad at them because you don't trust me to like take care of myself. That, that's almost defensive, man. The way you want to control my life, and you would just like say, <laughs> "Hey, you know, Andy's got a good good level of head on him. Like if if he wants to try to skateboard behind a moving truck." <laughs> <laughs> like, like no i we actually stopped you from killing yourself as those yeah exactly that and th- that's why companies like google will almost always win in the long run because they will continue to creep us out but if they're doing their jobs well they will continue to save our butts and people will be grudging people I, I, will, I will people will continue to write those those uh, those those scary think pieces but nonetheless they will continue when it comes time to find out oh uh, somebody somebody from this movie company emailed me three years ago and now that person could be useful but I never saved the the name or the address that's the person who's going to be asking assistant hi did I get an email from somebody I don't remember their name I don't remember a company but it had something to do with movies sometime between I don't know yesterday day and 2012, they will still sing. thank God that Google was keeping an eye on my inbox and organizing it and tagging it automatically.
1: How do you think I feel? I have every guy that's broken up with me, some email in my <laughs> Gmail oh, that God. I currently use for my freelance business. <laughs> and sometimes I'll like type in the name of a person I'm, you know, to like get their get the thread up and it'll like be a guy like the same name of maybe a guy I dated back in the day oh, and like God. the email just come off and I'm like, why? But I still want to hold on to it. Yeah. Cause I want, I want that digital keepsake because I don't I don't have that physically. I don't physically have that to put in a box somewhere. My archive is just my inbox. Which is uh, this is gonna?
0: Th- the human, yeah. humans are so weird. I I have a friend. Yeah. Who uh, he he uh, the, I, I'm absolutely not talking about me. I promise I'm not talking about me. But uh, he uh, all the love letters between him and the girlfriend who eventually became his wife. He uh, he did uh, he did a backup and it was like a it was a, an encrypted password protected backup and he did this in like ninety eight ninety nine uh and just it was a file somewhere on like a backup drive and he forgot all about it and but he had labeled it so when he came across it ten years later he knew what it was but he had no idea what the password is and so and the and oddly enough like even though he can't get back into it he like he will not throw that file away because it simply represents he knows that he knows that the love letters are in there somewhere even if he doesn't necessarily have an interest in ever seeing them again. So much so that uh, he only told me this uh, me about this like years later, and I said, "Well, you know, if I put an extra graphics card in like my Windows machine, and you give me the file, are you going to decrypt?" This, <laughs> this, yeah, it's like I, it might take a, it take a letters. day, it might take two months, <laughs> but we could probably get those back for you. And maybe, maybe he just didn't trust me, but he's like, "No, it's not. It's not that important. It was, it was just important to him that he still had this locked box that he knew yeah. had all the love emails between." That's that's really really sweet well we're talking uh, about a month ago two months ago when this first came up uh, but there is continued uh, division and and uh, inside of google about google as uh, google's involvement in a military drone program uh this is project maven which first started people's talking about it in uh about april uh and on the surface of it it's not doesn't sound that bad um, the Department of Defense wants to use uh, Google's open source AI to uh, look, to all all it wants to do is to examine already collected drone imagery and other electronic stuff they've collected to flag things that are interesting enough to have a human being actually take a look at it, uh, a reflection on exactly how much of this stuff that the military is collecting. Uh, and Google actually, their, Google is not passive about this. They actually have a contract to help them develop this. So. Uh, it should be mentioned this isn't about uh, an, uh, a drone that's armed both with uh, firepower and with Google software that lets it find human beings that the military might want to kill and helping people to kill them. This is just, again, here's a whole pile of data that's on a on a server somewhere. Help us to figure out what we need to look at. Uh, the other devil's advocate position is that if... AI helps the military be much better at ch- separating legitimate targets from complete from iffy targets. Perhaps fewer innocent people will get killed. Again, playing devil's advocate. Uh, but this is uh, this is uh, a lot of people inside Google and outside of Google see this as just the opening the overture to a very long conversation that needs to be had about the role that big tech companies sh- uh, should or should not be having with the military how ai should or should not be used uh, so about a dozen googlers have actually quit over this issue saying that google should have absolutely nothing to do with military contracts uh that uh, they uh, they haven't i don't think that they're uh, they're Final messages have been made public. They did uh, on the famous Google internal message list uh, basically posts what they what they're feeling and their problems, in addition to just simply being aghast at the whole concept, saying that Google hasn't really discussed their responsibilities uh, both amongst its own employees and its own community and also with the public uh, to what the responsibilities are as just powerhouses of the, this technology for machine learning uh, as well as the caretake, being the caretakers of personal information because that's the, that's the added dimension that didn't come into my devil's advocate little thing, which is, which is like what if the military wants to hook up? We've identified an interesting target. Now let's see if we can match that face with an identity and now let's see if we can match that identity with other people that might be in that same area or group. And you can see why a lot of people are really, really up in arms about it, including, and I did not intend this to be a joking transition, the International Committee for Robot Arms Control, uh, which is, again, a a public interest group that's really concerned about this sort of stuff, uh, released a statement and I'm quoting here, we are also deeply concerned about the possible integration of Google's data on people's everyday lives with military surveillance data and its combined application to targeted killing. Google has moved into military work without subjecting itself to public debate or deliberation, either domestically or internationally. While Google regularly decides the future of technology without democratic public engagement, its entry into military technologies casts the problem of private control of information infrastructure into high relief we thus ask google and its parent company alphabet to number 1 terminate its project maven contract with the department of defense commit to commit not to develop military technologies nor to allow the personal data it has collected to be used for military operations second Pledge to neither participate in nor support the development, manufacture, trade, or use of autonomous weapons. This would be again drones that have uh, their own firing authority. Uh, and third, to support efforts to ban autonomous weapons. So, way to stay ahead of the story, Google.
1: Um, I felt <clears throat> so we were talking about Google Duplex, right? Kind of like weaving it in here into today's podcast episode because I have just – I felt like nothing but a a conspiracy theorist when I was talking about how much the duplex demo freaked me out because, like, beyond customer service or whatever this, like, technology is going to be used for in a consumer-facing way, I know that there's a back-end where a bunch of other stuff is also going on, and I had been reading about some of this stuff, like um, Google's involvement in military tech, and I know that a lot of the technology that we have – is because of military tech that was funded uh, in in that sort of sense. Like, I know that is why we have some of the great things that we have. But I feel so weird about this. This is just – why wasn't there a public forum? Like, I feel like as a consumer I should be asked if this is okay. Like, I am giving you da- – I, I mean, I know I consented to giving the data, but – was that in the terms of use that I didn't read? That, like, we reserved a right to do absolutely whatever we want with this data, including giving it to the military so that they can recognize faces and put you in a database to make sure that you're not confused with somebody else who – you know what I mean? It's just – Yeah. Uh, that's where my mind goes. And th- But this is all unscientific, by the way. This is just flow No, thinking. no, you're –
0: I, I, I agree. And the, part of the problem is that uh, we, we've uh, glanced at this a couple of times, but uh, the European Union's General Data Protection Regulation, which yeah. comes into effect on May 25th, at least starts to put in some really enforceable and really problematic, which is good for Google and other tech companies, limits on how you can collect data and what you can do with it. And in the United States, we have nothing whatsoever except for what is what we have agreed to in the, uh, in the terms of use, which can be very, very easily fudged around. Uh, and if you do say that, hey, well, you buried this inside 22 pages, there's no way that anyone's going to actually read this. Fine, what are you going to do? Sue and get 22 cents back in a class action suit? Um, I, I, <sighs> I, I, don't, I don't think that Google would release personal information to the government, let alone the Department of Defense, But if all that has to happen is for another majority of lawmakers to think it's a really good, that a stupid idea is a really good idea, and suddenly they're compelled to do that stuff. Uh, And the the other thing is even stuff that if you are an academic researcher, you would see the billions of pieces of personal information that Google and Facebook and Apple and everybody else has as well, if we just, we're not, we're not compri- uh, compromising anybody's personal information. If we're simply using this data to train, uh, a, a machine learning model to do something. And you're absolutely right. This will, it, you're not yeah. training this drone to target or not target Andy and Otco, but maybe I'm really offended that part of my data was used to build the flying killing machine that again was never put before a public vote the my country people in my country was never asked is this ethical for the for our country to take the ability to destroy another human life out of the hands of a human being and make it the purview of an algorithm that maybe the people who built this machine learning model don't even totally understand so It's shocking we have not had this national conversation, and it's shocking that Google, as big and successful as it is, is not smart enough to realize that we can – if there's a time in the future when we will lose our dominance by not – going after military contracts it's not right now so it's easy for us to have these long conversations at least internally and ideally with the with the outside world as well like what do you expect us to do and what would make you pleased with our ability to be good caretakers of your data
1: I am just also feeling like uh a lot of a lot of things are done and maybe this is politicizing too much but uh, I'm gonna go ahead and say it I feel like a lot of things are done uh for for the reason for the military, <laughs> <laughs> I get it. it's a big part of it's a big part of America uh, <laughs> the other thing is I, uh, I I'm just yeah, now I'm like I, I don't know what to say about this because again i'm I'm becoming very like uh this this is a very political thing for me because I also just feel like why does it have to be about? war. <laughs> yeah. Why does it have to be about these uh, hunting people? You know what I mean? Like why does it have to be some I mean that's cuz this is going to be used for to hunt people. This is not going to be oh, to find people. No, it's going to be hunt, used to hunt people. Yeah. Um to help missiles find people better in a jungle, for instance. And this is what I'm assuming, this is what I'm thinking is going to gonna happen.
0: Yeah. And it's, it's such a big problem. Even if Google decided that, okay, you're, everyone's right. We decided that we don't, we're not going to pursue any government contracts. They've still open sourced a lot of their research. Yes, so exactly. So that's not, that's not helping some other, that's, that another contractor could simply take the open source yes. components of their AI and say, guess what? We are, we built our own very easy system, uh, machine learning model for removing foliage from drone video so we could see what's going on underneath it, uh,
1: it's great for archaeology but why does it have to be used for war? I it's just like yeah. it and that's what it is. I'm sorry. To me it's just war. That's like what I see it as. Um I'm sorry if that politicizes it too much. But uh but I also feel again as a consumer like I don't feel good about it. I don't feel good knowing that. Like why 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 do you have to go after the defense contract? like that just makes me feel uncomfortable? Why can't you just be a consumer company that just wants to make fun little toys for me and my family? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like why can't you just do that
0: <laughs> yeah no uh, part part of the problem is like you uh, you remember the mo- short story that became a movie is called called the Box where a strange man comes to your doorstep with a box with a big red button on it saying that if you I will be back in twenty four hours. If you push this button, I will hand you a million dollars in cash, tax-free, and somebody that you don't you don't know and will never see will die in a way that you don't under you don't know, uh, or you simply give the box back to me in 24 hours, and nobody ever knows anything that happened. And of course, it's a good story because it. How many people believe in the sanctity of another human life, and how many people simply don't want to know that it's okay if other people get killed? to my for my benefit so long as I never have to know any of the messy details of it. So this is why uh, uh, uh like the the nuclear weapons that killed hundreds of thousands of people in Japan at end uh, World War II everybody was appropriately and immediately aghast. Here was a mm-hmm. city with <laughs> with a, a major city that was simply flattened and there there were shadows where there should have been bodies. Yep. And there are people who lived but only long enough to die in terrible agony. There was no ambiguity about the effects of that invention, that a bomb was dropped, here are the people who got killed, here are their surviving relatives who are going to tell you stories about the people who got killed. You can't really talk about it as being a uh, subtle debate about the applications of technology. However, when it's not an atomic bomb, but it is a technology that will allow people to so far abstract themselves the effects of war from the tools of war that they can say you know what we're again we are not going to flatten it. the days of having of trying to flatten an entire city just to get the 12 bad guys is over we'll just be able to find those 12 bad guys and kill just them and by the way we're not going to have to send any of our own troops in there we're going to send machines that will find them and target them for them now, when that's when that folder classified folder comes across uh, the desk of someone who needs to sign off on it, knowing that, again, it's just a computer that will that's just going to kill these 12 bad guys. And that's it. And again, there'll be no we, we're promising almost no no civilian category casualties or none of our our own troops are going to be on the ground and uh, and at risk you start to think of it as i push this button and the 12 bad guys go away as opposed to you are committing an act of war it might it, again sometimes war has to happen i'm not saying that war is always a, a, a always makes the person who commits uh, who participates in war a villain but i'm saying don't i don't like these technologies that allows us to be cute and tell ourselves that we're this is just like cops busting into a house to arrest somebody who's probably going to be tried and executed for the crime they committed. It's like, no. Again, you are sending in a lethal force into another country to kill citizens of that country. And we can have a we can have a debate about why they're being targeted and whether they need to be killed, but don't convince yourself that you're just simply hitting a menu option on a Nintendo screen to make this happen. It's this sort of abstraction that allows us to and this is this is a I'll say, uh, I'm about to go into another half hour, so I'll wind it up by this, which actually turns out to be the most important thing. I'm convinced through positive and negative things I've done in my life that the worst thing you can, worst sin you can commit is to deny the humanity of another human being. You can, you can do that in large ways. You can do that in small ways. And when you sign that thing, thinking that, Again, I'm not I am not walking into this person's room and shooting them in the head. Therefore, my signature on this document is not taking a human life. You are basically looking at this as the expression of some computer data. You are removing the humanity of the person whose death warrant you are signing. And I, w- I will repeat, that's a separate thing from deciding whether or not this person needs is, is a dangerous person who's going to commit violence to other people and therefore proactively needs to be taken out. That is way above my pay grade. I'm not going to claim to be an expert on that. But do not ever convince yourself that you are not killing a human being because once you do that, you're signing all kinds of papers and maybe you're stopped reading the things that you're signing because you believe in this technology. That once again, it's a big red button, magic button that someone has given you. That if you press this button, you never have to know who it was, you never have to know how they died, but you will benefit from it, or a goal that you support will be uh, will be uh, will be supported. So this is uh, this is why I, I want every time every time I read uh, historical biographies of past presidents, the, the passages that always strike me the most are when you have these presidents who insist that, I know that I can't be told the stories of every person who dies and military actions that I've authorized, but I want at least 100 hundred biographies in front of me so that every night I know that these aren't just numbers, these just aren't just statistics, these are the human beings that uh, I have sent into battle and who unfortunately are not coming home again. So that's the problem of applying AI towards war. It allows you to dehumanize the target, it allows you to remove yourself from the awareness of the horror of taking another human life, even when I was about to say that life needs to be taken. That's not correct. I'm yeah. looking for a better way of saying it. But even when that, again, if there, if there, there are some people that are doing genuine, genuine evil and the only way they could be stopped from doing that evil is by stopping that person to the extent of taking their life if necessary. But again, the, don't hide from the fact that you're taking another human life. Thus endeth the sermon. I'm sorry.
1: No, no apologies needed. I think that was that was well put. And I uh and I think it's an important discussion to have because look uh look at how this is affecting us. I mean this is this is pretty it's a pretty big deal and i i bring that to the table because so first of all the i mean just to kind of end this to let you know that we will be putting a link to an, the article that inspired this stock uh <laughs> which was uh, an article over at gizmodo about google employees resigning by kate conger um and it's really really well done it's it's a very you know good article go we'll put the link up there um but when we have things like google io when we when we are seeing these demonstrations done with artificial intelligence uh when we see the way that machines are learning this is this is kind of this for me personally this is a lot of where my brain goes yes i'm jumping maybe 15 20 30 50 i don't know whatever years ahead but uh you know i watch i i i watch a lot of movies and tv and uh and people people write those stories um they don't just come from nowhere. You know what I mean? There's a collective idea that like this is where technology could go. And so I do think it's very important that we should have this open dialogue about what's being done with these technologies that may make our lives extremely easy in the home, may do some really fun, cool things, make us laugh on a daily basis when we have bad interactions, whatever, that sort of thing. But we also have to think about like the larger implications of this kind of technology Um and the fact that like this is still a really big company that has this and you know, in its possession. So they're they are the gatekeepers of this sort of tech. And it's like where where what's it gonna be open to? Yeah. Provoking discussion. Yes,
0: exactly. <laughs> well, let's uh let's let's end that there, I suppose. Uh <laughs> that's 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 why that, that that's why this is never going to be a, a gadget podcast because go, go, it's very very true that again the larger a tech com- larger tech company becomes or any company becomes the more they have the power to influence our lives in ways that we have never even begun to guess and so the more their thoughts have to be examined and scrutinized and so that's why if you're sick of stuff like that either hope that Google <laughs> Google acts better in this say. regard or There are other fine podcasts. Flow is on Google Podcasts. Flow is on one of them. Uh.
1: Um, Well, I was, you know, and to be fair, like Google's not just gadgets. Uh, Google services. Google is machine learning. Google is Alphabet and all the little pieces that's going over there. I mean, they're doing a lot of of, uh, interesting stuff in health tech, for instance, that we definitely will be talking about sometime on this podcast. Like these are all just facets that make up Google and the Google, like, ideology and and what comes from this company. What – yeah, everything that comes from this company. And so it's important for us to explore, like, what it is – who it is that we're – what company we're giving our data to, what company (laughs) we're giving money to for storage space, uh, and what company we have all of our emails, you know, filed with. (laughs) So – and yes, and sometimes it devolves into discussion about the military at large and America yep. and how that all because also we have to talk about the fact that uh Silicon Valley is a giant economy of its own. Okay. <laughs> I'm I'm live I live in it. I, I am living proof of it. I have experienced it for the last thirty two years of my life. So it's a giant economy that runs a lot of the world. And so this is this, you know, that's why Europe is having this big GDPR thing going on. After yep. all.
0: And if you and if you think that these like uh, Apple and Google and Facebook, well, they're. People are, people tend to be a little bit smug about Apple saying, oh, I'm glad I've trusted my, my data to Apple because Apple has principles that they will never, ever sure. go by. And, be, and because they have $230 billion in cash, they will never, ever be in such a financial distress that they will ever change that policy. Say, OK, why don't you take a drive through Detroit one of these days and <laughs> see all these car companies that in 1958 <laughs> were in charge of the world economy and now can't keep a public pool running. So anyway – well, uh Flo, you've got uh, anything you've got uh, going on that's been published or is going to be published that's going to happen that you want people to know about before we leave?
1: Yeah, let's uh let's end this on some fun Flo material. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it's not, I mean, it's not fun. It's just flow doing our job. Um, <laughs> I, I did a, I did a tiny little piece for reviewed.com last week on the Google Assistant, just some fun stuff that's coming, um, as well as I did a piece on material theming for Engadget last week. Um, I actually interviewed Russell for that <laughs> <laughs> because uh, Pocket Cast was used as an example of material theming, as a prototype of material theming to kind of show show it as a case study and like what you could do with the new sort of design paradigm, what maybe the guidelines are going to be morphed into. So uh, have a look at that or you could just go to FlorenceIon.com where I'm actually kind of blogging here and there once in a while. <laughs> it's really weird by the way to blog about yourself. I'm st- like <laughs> I'm still getting used to it. Uh it's really weird because I feel like I'm writing for live journal still because I haven't <laughs> written about myself in, you know, in 10 years. I've just been writing for other people about other stuff. But anyway, go check that out and there you can also find a link to every single podcast I recorded <laughs> for Google I.O., um, including a uh, fun podcast called Parallel, which uh, explores like a technology and uh, some of the Google I.O. announcements and how they might relate to accessibility, which is a thing that is very, I really enjoy talking about.
0: Yeah. Lovely uh I I don't have much going. I've got some uh, stuff coming up in uh, FastCompany.com, mostly Google Google related. Uh, I'm going to be on Boston Public Radio again on that Wednesday. Fun. That's always that's very fun. Fast Company, great logo, great people. <laughs> I look forward to visiting their offices and being able to like I don't know use the break room and see if there are complimentary sodas in the fridge. Take that sort of stuff. Snacks. Snacks. So never. That's a rule. Never let freelance no, into the break room. I always take
1: snacks from Twit. Twit knows it. I do oh, it right I, in front oh, of them.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> it's it, it's like it's Still like I'm being back. it's like being back home again. It's like how many of these cookies can I take without making it really obvious that Andy took so took lots and lots of these cookies? It's yeah. That's. <laughs> We're journalists,
1: uh, okay? we got to take it foolish. where we can get it. The,
0: the <laughs> fact that we're cheapskates and we steal from people only underscores how honest Listen, we, are. we are. My not mother taught bu- me
1: in fresh choice, or was it sweet tomatoes, just put the muffin inside the napkin, stick it inside your purse. It's okay. You paid for the buffet.
0: <laughs> sweet and lows, occasional salt and paper, pepper shaker if you, if you need one in the house. Uh, otherwise, go to uh, my Twitter at Anatko, uh, at my my Instagram at Anatko, and my website at Anatko.com. Uh You can also support us more directly. Again, canned goods, uh, unexpired food, uh, used clothes, and good irreparable condition. Or you can just send us a box of money. Uh, just go to uh, relay uh, relay.fm slash material for information about how to sign up for memberships. We actually have to, we have to start thinking about our bonus episode sometime soon. Uh, it's probably going to be oh, yes. something... Something very much, I'm not going to say very much worth your membership money, but aware that we have, we are thankful for your members, all of oh, you yes. who, uh, who uh, become members. That's it for this week. I uh, hope you tune in again next week. Until then, everybody have an awesome, awesome, awesome seven days.